0: Welcome to Argyle Chat, the weekly Argyle podcast brought to you by Plymouth Live Desk. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Argyle Chat podcast. This is uh, Chris Errington and I'm joined today by our special guest, regular contributor to the podcast, Danny Salmon. Danny, thank you for coming to join me today. No, my pleasure, Chris. Nice to see you. Um, we were both at Home Park on Saturday and saw uh, Argyle's involvement in the FA Cup to- come to an end with a 2-1 defeat by Oxford United in a second-round tie. Um, do you think that scoreline tells the story of the game?
1: No, I think uh, I think we were better than that, but I think that the game itself reflects on what we've been like all season. Um, we've had moments in games where we've played really well, haven't taken advantage of the situation, um, and then all of a sudden um, we get two quick goals and then we're chasing the game again and I think that that just sums up our season so far it's been like that hit or miss um, not just game for game but half from half you know good half first halves in a lot of games poor second halves it's just been an absolute horrendous time um, for any sort of consistency so I don't think the the result reflected the game but unfortunately we keep saying it and uh, you know we can't keep saying it until the end of the season can we so something's got to change at some point 0-0
0: Nil nil at half-time Argyle had been the better team I think um, yeah. and I think most people were, were sat there at half-time thinking well Argyle could go on and win this game and within 10 minutes of the restart they're 2-0 down um, it's, it's almost hard to explain that isn't it
1: well it's just uh, moments of lack of concentration from individuals mm. You know, we get caught on the break, people, you know, make runs, we don't track them. There's just that little bit of lack of concentration and focus uh, at at certain times of the game. And I think individuals have got to take responsibility for that. You can't play that well at times, you know, we played well in quite a few games in patches, uh, especially in the first half of games, haven't taken advantage of that chances wise. And then all of a sudden, you know, a lapse of concentration and somebody out of the blue scores a goal and then a wonder goal goes in and, you know, we're chasing the game again. And then we're gambling and that's when problems occur. So um, whether we've got to do something about it. There has to be a change, whether it's individually or collectively or both. Um, Derek has got to find
0: the answer. and uh, Not easy because we're, we're into December now and um, I think we know a lot about this current squad that's there. And clearly, you know, we'll talk about the transfer window um, further as we get closer to it. But clearly that transfer window is going to be important for Argyle, isn't it? Because changes are going to have to be made to that squad to give Argyle as good a chance as possible of uh, staying up this season.
1: Yeah, I think you're dead right, Chris. I think um, I wrote about it last week regarding the uh, January window. And I think that we do need to bring in uh, a one or two players in particular that's going to make a big difference in that side and I think that if we don't um, unless we find that consistency we're going to find ourselves in deep trouble mm. um, because um, you know th- there's players not playing as well as they probably can um, you know there's, there's certain parts of the, the, the pitch and, and playing areas that we're just not consistent in the fullback areas in particular we're having a bit of a problem there whether those players uh, have adjusted to League One football um, or playing the system that we play I'm not sure I think maybe you know people like T- Tafari Moore and uh, Ashley Smith Brown probably more suited for wing backs rather than um full backs because going forward they're okay but defensively they have been found out so there's a lot of things to address and I think the January window is going to be very important for us
0: just reflecting back just briefly on on that Oxford United game um you know how important do you think it would have been and this is an ifs, buts, and maybes question, I know, but um, you know, to win a game in the FA Cup, yes, it wouldn't have affected their league position, but but winning breeds confidence, doesn't it? You know, there'd have yeah. been a bit of excitement around the place. You know, having lost that game, there's effectively five months left of the season and the only focus now is on staying in League One. Is is it good to have that as your sole and single focus or Does it help when you're in those sort of situations to maybe have a little distraction of the FA Cup, something exciting, something fresh every now and then?
1: Chris, it's a really, really good question. And all I will say is that I think it's always great to have a great run in the FA Cup and earn some money and give the supporters uh, something to to cheer about. And it is momentum as well. We had a great result against Fleetwood Town, played well. Um, But I do think that now it's over, maybe that the only focus being the league may help us mm. I think I would love to have gone into the third mm. round draw and, and and got a big side and got some money but right now I'm more worried about the consistency and about our energy levels for football and I think that if we had had a good cup run and we were still around the bottom in relegation, it may have caused us a problem. Mm. Um, yes, I would love to have carried on playing the FA Cup, but maybe maybe uh, it might be a good thing in the long run.
0: Because you know now, weather permitting, you know that you're going to play the game, yeah. you've got 26 games to go, you know, when you're playing them, where you're playing and the yeah. periods in between them, you can plan accordingly. Um, and I suppose this is looking at it from the glass half full point of view, isn't it? Because I, I agree, you know, that I think to have an, the excitement of an FA Cup third round tie, you know, between now and the new year would have just given everyone a bit of a yeah. buzz, wouldn't it? Yeah. And, um, but we haven't got that. And, you know, it is purely league survival. And I, I wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because, you know, is it is it a bad thing? Because it is all that there is to play for. And, you know, if, if you're struggling in the league, are you going to be able to, Kickstart yourself out of the, the results that you've been uh, you've been in. So it'd be interesting to see how Argyle fare. It, 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 it did sort of sum up the season, I thought, when um, Ruben Namirez had that shot against the post uh, in stoppage time. And um, football's a game of fine margins, isn't it? You know Absolutely. that one goes in. Yeah, okay, you've got a replay to go, but um, they need to find a little bit of luck in front of goal, don't they? I mean, Derek Adams said after the game he thought Argyle were the better team, and I, I know that can irritate fans sometimes after a defeat because well the only stat that counts is the number of goals scored isn't it Um, if you look at the balance of play he probably was right they were the better team but there is only a certain amount of time you can keep saying that isn't there
1: there is I think that I've also seen people score incredible goals against us Mm. you know from outside the box in the far corner deflections I mean Mm. their first goal Mm. went through a couple of bodies through legs Mm. into the corner Mm. now you know every team gets their fair share of luck during the season but it just happens that when you're struggling, it seems to happen more often than not. Mm. And, and in the first half, both um, Grant and Ladipo both hit the side nettings from close range. Mm. They should have done better. Mm. They're the little areas that you've got to look at on a constant basis. Now, whether that's confidence, but Ladipo's not struggling with confidence, scoring a few goals, mm. um, but we, we have to find something from somewhere. We did last season, so you know we could have said that last season where we weren't getting the luck we weren't play- and we had a good run. I don't think we'll get that sort of run this season. But to get out of trouble, we need to find something that's going to make the difference between now and the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, January is going to help if he finds the right place to
0: bring in. Missed chances have been a bit of a, uh, a theme, haven't they, this yeah, season? And you know, cer- so. certainly on Saturday, you look at the chances that they they've had and they haven't converted many of them. Mm-hmm. Now it's easy to say that. Um, Argyle have got to take more of the chances they create, but in actuality, how you know if, if you're a team that's struggling to take its chances in games, how how do you improve that without necessarily going out and buying a proven twenty goal a season striker, which isn't going to happen? T- I mean, how how do you work on improving that? Well, the, or is that just confidence? Sorry. Uh, well, a lot of it, Chris.
1: You're right. You, that, that question's always asked, and, I, and I've been in dressing rooms and I've been on training pitches, mm. and people look great in training. They'll stick the ball in the back of the net and a lot of that's got to do with confidence and being relaxed in those areas. But when you're struggling, sometimes it's just lack of quality. The people just haven't got the ability to finish, you know, with our corners where Songo has missed a couple of headers and put it wide, put it over the crossbar. That's just a little bit of lack of quality. The only thing you can do is still be in those positions to still get those opportunities and hope that sooner or later, ball goes into the back of the net rather hitting the post side netting that's all you can do train hard uh, in training sessions put the hours in and hope that when the moment comes that you've got enough calmness and focus and confidence to just score those goals that you need and uh, it's not an easy answer otherwise we'd all be doing it absolutely
0: absolutely and the inconsistency as well I mean they, they played against Fleetwood at home uh, the Saturday before last and I think most people would agree they played well and they created lots of chances <laughs> they took two of them that day but they looked a good side then I went up to Shrewsbury with my colleague Jack Ball last Tuesday and, and I think it was about 370 members of the Green Army and so sort of goal produced a really poor second half performance yeah. as they as they lost up at shrewsbury um and then you know on, on saturday for much of the game they played well but that first 10 15 minutes of the second half proved costly and i mean it's just, you, you just don't know what you're going to get from Argyle at the moment I mean, we sit at the back of the, the Barn Park end and we we, we turn up and uh, there's a couple of our colleagues that like to get predictions on well, what's going to happen today and yeah. I haven't got a clue no, what Argyle to do. That's why I don't predict. I don't, I've
1: never, you know, moan at me for not predicting. I'm saying, well, I if I knew, I'd put my house on it. So, I just think that um, it, lack of confidence... I've been in, like I said before, in dressing rooms and on pitches where the confidence has not been great with certain players. Mm. And you can just see the edginess and mm. the nerves that they've got. Mm. They're worried about the crowd. They're worried about if they do get an opportunity and they miss it, what the reflection of the crowd's going to be. Mm. Um, but that's why we play professional sport. We have to be able to cope with that. Mm. And those players... When we score early in games, it settles everybody down. Mm. It's when we don't score early, and then the opposition nick a goal, then the problems occur. And I think that this season in particular, it has been a case that we've we've created a lot. Even at Sunderland, against Sunderland, we we created chances. Even Portsmouth, when we lost five, we created chances, but we're not
0: managing to take them. And unfortunately, um, that's got to be rectified if we're going to get out of trouble. So realistically, Danny, you know, because we'd all like to see Argyle spend loads and loads of money on new signings and this, that and yeah. the other, but, but that's no. not going to happen, no, is I don't it? think so. Realistically, what can or should Derek Adams be trying to do in the transfer window in January, do you think? I mean, there's lots to do, but if there's any sort of one or two points, what does he need, what does he need to address or do?
1: Well, I think he needs to address defensively. Um, in particular mm-hmm. I think that those fallback areas are becoming a hit or miss problem and I think a lot of opportunities are coming from wide areas against us mm-hmm. so I think that we've got to address that area there I think that we've got to find another playmaker because Graham Carey at this moment in time we know how good he can be mm-hmm. We Lemiris comes on and does well for 20 minutes and are, you know they're our main creators um, but at the moment they're not firing as, as, as well as they should be so maybe that area is also um, should be looked at as well. Um, we, we need to find that bit of quality. We need to find that bit of quality that to give the the rest of the players that little bit of encouragement that they they can get out of trouble. Um, it ain't going to be easy because his targets might not be viable. Hmm. He may not be able. To, he might have a six targets that there's no way that he can get because he can't afford them. Um, and he's going to have to go and get you know second best or third best. I don't know. Um, but you know he's got to find something from somewhere. Other than that, it's the players that have got to show that consistency that they show against Fleetwood and in games like that. um, It's got to come from somewhere. So if we can do both, find that consistency and bring in one or two players as well, even better. But uh, it's going to be a tough, tough job for him.
0: Okay, this is the second part of the Argyle Chat podcast, and uh, Danny Salmon still with me and. uh, Discussing all things um, Argyle, so we we just debated uh, about the transfer window and that's coming up. But there's some important games coming up between now and then, uh, particularly this Saturday coming against Bradford City. Uh, to the surprise of a lot of people, they're bottom of the table at the moment. They've uh, they've certainly underperformed to the to the size of a club that they are. Argyle are 22nd, Bradford are 24th. Um, even in early December, this is going to be a really important game, isn't it? I think it's going to be a massive game. I
1: really do. I, I'm not one to say, you know, this is a, a, a massive game in, in the uh, the season to, to this early. But I can honestly say to you that mm. I think we need a, a three points here we really do, not just for our own confidence, but to try and bridge that gap between us and safety. Because the, the longer it goes on, the bigger the gap gets, you're gonna end up having to win two or three games just to get out of trouble. Mm. And as soon as that starts to happen, mm. with the inconsistency we've got at the moment, you're gonna find it difficult. Mm. And I think that um, we need to make sure that that gap is so small that one win can get us out of trouble, just for our own sake and our confidence sake, It has to happen, and I think that uh, Derek Adams will make sure that those players are going to be understanding that when they go into the game on Saturday.
0: The first goal is going to be crucial in a game like this, isn't Massive. it? Because um, if I go get it, I know that the Green Army will get behind the team and roar them on. Yeah. If Brad forget it, the, the apprehension, the anxiety mm. uh, among the, the fans will probably transmit to the players, and you know there may be a few comments and what have you. Uh, you know, the first goal is, is, is key, isn't it on Saturday?
1: I think more than more than ever in this particular game, Chris, you're dead right. Um, I think that the, the crowd needs something because they feel that they're being let down. Um, you know irrelevant of what, what, what is going on in the real world they do feel that uh, if we can get that first goal and the place is rocking and rolling I, I think you know we could end up with a very good result but it's going to be a tough game if we don't score the first goal it will be a, a long long 90 minutes of football um, so hopefully um, you know we do get a good start and uh, you know get the first goal and hopefully
0: settle down and uh, get a good result. I suppose it's easy for us as fans and as media to sort of look at players and say well they've got to do this and they've got to do that, they've got to play with confidence, they've got to believe but you know they're, hum- they're human beings, I mean you know this far better than I Danny but um it's one thing to say that a player should do this, but it's not as simple as that, is it? You know, can you give us a perspective of if you're in a struggling team, you must feel the the pressure and the responsibility, and you don't want to let the fans down. You know, it's it's your job, it's your profession, isn't it? There
1: isn't any player that I've ever met that don't care. Hmm. They've always cared, and they do care about what the fans feel. They do want to do well for the fans, and it's like anything when you're. Nervous, and when your confidence levels are low, it's very difficult to actually show what you can do and express yourself. But again, players have got to find out. It's, very, it's difficult for even the players like Graham Carey and Lemiris because they're creators. They're more likely to make mistakes because they're trying to make things happen. They're trying to beat a player. They're trying to play that through ball that might not be on. Yeah. When you're playing at the back and you're playing as a holding player, you play simple, you get the ball, and you, 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 you don't look... Um, so, so nervous, and you, you're playing well, and you're not giving the ball away. It doesn't happen for creative players, mm. for people up front and creative players, and that's why the pressure has been on Graham Carey all season mm. because we expect him yes. to make the difference. Yeah. And when he's not playing well, it ain't the lack of trying for him; mm. it's just not happening. And then he begins to lack confidence. Mm. But he's the one that we need. But unfortunately those sort of players are few and far between that can consistently perform under pressure all the time mm. and you know I understand it I understand they make more mistakes and um, supporters have got to have a little bit more leeway for them but I don't think they totally understand uh, that concept that they're the ones that are going to gamble more often than yeah. not and uh, I think that um, we need that sort of player on your side otherwise you're never going to create so it's not easy i'm not saying it is but again i i played for almost 20 years as a pro mm. i love pressure games i enjoyed that that sort of fight between me and my opponent and the team and uh, you know some people handle it better than others and at the moment we're not
0: handling it as well as we should so if you were in the Argyle team against Bradford on saturday you you would be looking forward to that one as a, oh, absolutely yeah. it gives you an opportunity to put things right Yeah.
1: because as a player if you have a poor game or a poor result because games are thick and fast, they come for. you want to go out there, you don't want a long rest, you mm. want to go out there and you want to put things right. Mm. This is an opportunity for our, those players that played really well first half, that mm. they've got it in them to play well, mm. but make sure they produce and win a game. Mm. They need that positivity and the only way to do it is to actually go out there as quickly as possible and put things right. So yes, I would be looking forward to it, they should be looking forward to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, um, the Arbel chairman, Simon Hallett, was at uh, Home Park on Saturday. Of course, he's um, based in the United States um, and hasn't been over to this country since he became chairman at the start of November. So he saw the game on Saturday and um, he's going to be around for uh, a couple more. The Bradford game on Saturday and the away game against Rochdale the following Saturday. I know he and his wife, uh, Jane, big followers of the Argyle ladies team as well, and I think they've got a cup game on December the 9th, um, if memory serves me right, so that they will go and see. Um, it's an unusual uh, arrangement where the, the chairman of a football club is based on the other side of the Atlantic, Certainly, so uh sort of the level that we're looking at with with Argyle, but um, uh, Simon Hallett's got a, a strong board in, in place, uh, I think there's nine of them on the board, so um, there's a good communication I think between them, and they they all have their roles and responsibilities but uh, it'll be interesting to see what he makes of things while he 's here um, you know certainly he and Derek Adams will have conversations about the January transfer window and uh, what they may be able to do to to try and uh, improve our goals chances of of strengthening the squad as much as they can so um we 're going to get a chance to speak to Simon Hallett later in the week as well so um if you keep your eyes peeled on uh, the the Plymouth Live website and on our usual social media channels and things like that, we'll be able to uh, to bring you some stories about uh, what what he makes of it all. I mean, it's it's his money that's basically funding the the, the grandstand at the moment, and um, you know that is quite a strange sight at the moment, isn't it, Danny? You know, it's uh, it's looking very uh, forlorn. It is.
1: It's <laughs> it's not easy when you're, you're playing on a pitch like that because yeah. I've done it once before, and it's it's a little bit unnerving Mm. you know when when you're running over that side and there's nothing Mm. you know when you're as a footballer you're used to having the whole ground covered Mm -hmm. and Supporters in there, and there's you know the noise coming from it, so it's a little bit unusual. But we've got to we've got to try and get that out of our mind. Although for us, it's a little bit uh, forlorn, but uh, hopefully, uh, it's not going to be an effect on the players too much.
0: No, and it shouldn't be really, should no. it? Because you know, the uh, Argyle are still getting some some decent sized crowds, um, you know, averaging around 9,000 this season, so um, and you, you can't make an excuse for it, no, absolutely I mean, it, not. It's, no. it's, 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 the, it's the way it's got to be. So, um, yeah, so Bradford coming up, then Rochdale away, then Akron three days before Christmas and then we go into that Christmas period where they're away to Wimbledon away to Burton and then at home to Oxford again uh, this time in the league on New Year's Day so um, a, a crucial run of games for Argyle um, looking at them squad wise uh, you know injuries have been a problem all season um, Stuart O'Keefe's the latest sort of addition to the injury list he wasn't involved in the squad on Saturday uh, because of an Achilles problem he's gone back to Cardiff uh, to have that uh, assessed um, I suppose Stuart Keith hasn't been a regular for Argyle and, and at the moment, you know the, the Fox Nest, Sarsavic would would get in ahead of him, of, of, of the team at the moment. Defensively, that's where you you're, you're really looking at, you know, players maybe coming back as as soon as possible. There's Ryan Edwards has been out with a, a chest infection, Gary Sawyer with his broken foot, and Scott Wooten uh, a thigh injury. Um, it doesn't sound from talking to Derek Adams that though they're going to be back you know that soon Uh, certainly you know I would think they'd like to have them back for Christmas uh, and those sort of three or four games that you get in over uh, eight nine ten days Uh, but Argyle could certainly do with more options I think at the back although if if I'm being honest and and looking looking for for positives I I do think Jan Songo's done a a pretty decent job at at centre-back Danny Um, I think central defence stood up reasonably well hasn't it it's it's more the the full-back positions and, and maybe Argyle's inability to sort of build up play and retain possession for for periods of time.
1: Yeah, I, I do think that the, you know, Noel Canavan and Jan Song have done well. Mm. I, I do believe that if you had everybody fit at this moment in time, mm. maybe they would be the two that would start. Mm. Um, you're mm. right, you need options, yeah. because you just never know, because sometimes you might have, you know, one or two injuries, Jan Song going the midfield, if you've got options. Mm-hmm. The fullback areas have been a problem. Like I said, I think that the, the young lads... Who started the season there? Um, Ashley and Safari have done okay, mm. but I do think that their lack of, you know, experience, con- constant experience at this level, mm. um, defensively, have, be- have been found out a little bit at times. You know, there have been games where they've defended well, but uh, I, I, you know, it's it's a tough one because you look at the squad itself, um, creativity, ability to score more goals from other areas other than Ladepo stop scoring people can you know con- conceding goals at, yep. the, at the other end the, the, at some point there's always been that issue in in the squad and that's that inconsistency we're talking about whether we can bring in players in january to address one or two of those areas hopefully we can hopefully we get everybody back fit and um he's got options if he needs them but at the moment most of this season he hasn't had that many options yeah. so we'll, we'll have to wait and see
0: yeah it's going to be an important important month. That's that's for absolute sure for our like guy, every Christmas is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Um, I suppose there's probably no team in the league that would say no. This isn't going to be an important month. Um, it always feels as though you are almost at the halfway stage of the season. It's 20 league games in. You've got 26 to go. Um, a lot talk. of
1: games in a short space and of time.
0: Within within a month's time, there'll be 20 and under, and then you almost yeah. feel like you you going downhill and in the running aren't you sort of yeah, exactly. thing so um yeah an important period of time so we'll try and make sure we uh, keep you up to date with all the uh, the news and analysis and verdicts from people as we always do um over the coming days and weeks on the uh, on the Plymouth live website um uh, danny thank you as always for coming to see us and giving us your um expert opinion it's always good to get the view of an ex-professional somebody who, who played for Argyle and, and knows what's gone on at Argyle over the last few years to, to join us so thanks for joining us Danny my and pleasure thanks as always to the listeners for, for joining you and uh, we look forward to talking to you next time